Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Uh, oh, as always, I am Dan Ryan, here to remind you that the rats don't run this city. We do. Nope. Um, this is not a conventional uh, anime episode. Mm -hmm. uh, instead, it will be Sinister Six. Yes. Um, and joined, as always, by my cheesy movie, uh, you know, Crypt Keeper co-host. I mean, <laughs> I was the egg yolk in that egg yolk omelet at Balthazar, and I have details to share. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could all get puff pieces written about us when yeah, we make mistakes. Yeah, and then, like, that come off extremely condescending. And, I mean, the owner of Balthazar is Harvey Weinstein's best friend, yeah. so it's all toxic all the way up, Dan. Yeah. But for that small instance where everyone was like, cancel him, cancel him, I was like, I, yes. Can I just can I just speak frankly? Yeah, why not? I, I don't know who likes him at this no, point. No, no one. I No one I've met likes him. The, the United States has all but disowned him. And so has the UK. The UK has disowned yeah. him. His, his, his native land has, has completely... They don't want him back. So... Who, who is there for him at this point? Who is keeping him in this position of power there's, that he has? There's gotta be, like, some Hollywood sway behind the scenes stuff, because he keeps getting cast in things, and he, keeps, he has the late night show, and... But he just, everything that comes out about him, he's a huge dick. Yeah. He, he had, like, he had, like, that, that, uh, that, like, spat with Patrick Stewart on mm -hmm. stage because he tried to, like rush Patrick, Patrick Stewart yeah. off the stage. And then the blind items where he was screaming at the woman on the plane who was his own wife and his own yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, well, and ignoring. Yeah. That was another, it just, just, my God, I, I just, I hope that if anime was not a mistake ever has a big failure. I mean, if I'm ever a celebrity, I'm going to be that celebrity, but yeah. for now. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, just, we can just only hope for a New York Times article where it's like, Yes, they screamed at someone at an Applebee's, but here's why that's a good thing. Like, what do you mean you're out of the triple dipper? <laughs> You've only got two things to dip. Uh, all right. I don't want to save my words for Yelp. I'll give them to you here. <laughs> like, I, I just can't anymore. I'm tired of this whole celebrity endeavor. I think that solar flare needs to speed up and just wipe us out. I didn't even know one of those was common. Is that yeah. is that a no, thing that was in the... I, I pray for one. I, I mean, I saw that we figured out how to shoot down a, a meteor. A oh, butt, yeah, yeah. But Just chuck a little rocket. <laughs> hopefully One Piece gets through. I don't know. Yeah. but uh, Anyways, anime-adjacent yeah. podcast, Sinister Six. Mm -hmm. What do we have to discuss this week, Dan? 
Um, well, do you want me to start? I don't have many things to discuss, um, but, um, sure, feel free to start. I'll springboard off of your, whatever you say. Um, okay, uh, yesterday I told you that I saw Black Adam. Yes. Um, caught a matinee showing, so they're like, I'm gonna kill some time today, get out of the house, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting goofiness. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much, like, live texted my brother mm-hmm. and... I sent you a message while I was still watching it at the end, mm-hmm. uh, breaking precedent for me, because I usually don't do that. Um, but it was one of the stupidest things that I have ever seen, and it will be going in the Sinister oh. Six pot when it releases. All right, well, then I'll wait in anticipation, then. It, like, it is it is not on the level of Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 84 has, like, that COVID-level... Um, you know, like, everything is edited together, and it's like a facsimile of a movie, mm-hmm. so, it, like, this wasn't that. No. This was a movie, the casting is perfect, mm. everyone is, like, like, perfectly embodying their characters, they're just, they have nothing to do. Mm. Like, there is not enough time to spend with any of them to appreciate what's going on with them, mm-hmm. so you can only get, like, tropes, like, shades of their characters, and that's disappointing, yeah. because there, there's a lot of great people in the cast, the The costume designs are all fantastic, it's just like, there's no time spent developing any of them. Um, and it, it just like, it, like, I will save a detailed dive for that inevitable Sinister mm-hmm. Six pick. So it uh, wasn't good, was it? Because we gotta, gotta have a regular superhero yeah. bomb yeah. to go somewhere in well, there. They've been some of our faves, so maybe in rewatching it, you know, we'll find a glimmer. I I, I would think so. I it, Because it was just one of those things where I, I went in to watch it, and I, I was sitting there, and like 30 minutes in, I was thinking, okay, I got some jokes, I'll text my brother, because he knows I'm going to go see it, He'll have a larf. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll make some witty observations on the podcast tomorrow. As I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I try to stock up on those. Where your best material comes out live um, on air. It, but I, it, but the the movie got so goofy that after like another hour had passed, I had forgotten like like the 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 naivete, the yeah. the witticisms of the first thirty minutes. I was like, I don't even remember what I was going to joke about mm. because so many stupid fucking things have happened. Is it a long film? Yeah, it's two hours. Uh-huh. It's like two hours, and I and I know this because I looked at the ticket before mm-hmm. it was it like it opened on the app, and mm-hmm. I I it was like it was two hours and twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and that that runtime is key because I was sitting there, and it's like I've been in this theater for two hours. I gotta go. I gotta go grocery shopping. I got things to do. I got a do. life to live. I gotta, I gotta do the, the art uh, for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, Jonathan's gonna yell at me. <laughs> um, I, I, got, I got stuff to do. Yeah. I, and it's like, it's been two hours. Who I know to be the main villain has not shown up yet. Mm. And there is still a plot thread that has not, like, been resolved. Mm. So they have... They got, like, 15 minutes to do that. Mm. And they did. Wow. Um, like, it, it, is, it is just such a mess... And again, it's a shame, because I love all the people involved, but it's like, I'm like, I don't think this is what they were intending it to be. Yeah. Because it's a very, like, again, we can get into writing and thematic stuff uh, when it comes time for Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of conflicting story things. There's yeah. a lot of, uh, what is supposed to be, like, a very emotional twist is kind of instead just a... Uh, it was given away in all the trailers, mm. so the closest thing that the movie has to like a like oh well, that's 
that's an insightful th- is is ruined was ruined in the first trailer mm. and all the marketing. This is so, why I try not to watch trailers, even though they hype me up a lot, depending on the film. But yeah, yeah. But, is it based on a comic book franchise? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It's uh, Black Adam is Shazam's like most famous villain, mm. and uh, apparently. According to rumor, the director did not watch the Shazam movie, uh, but they do have one of the actors come back playing one of the wizards from that movie who gives Shazam his powers. Mm. So there is connective tissue, but it's like, um, they have not met yet. The two mm. characters have not met in this universe. Okay. And maybe down the line. Maybe down the line. If, if, the, if the, whatever happens to DC at this point, like, we'll see, but, mm. you know, just a, just a, just a very, a very goofy experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in continuing off bad movies, mm-hmm. may I, yeah, um, uh-huh. we, I mean, I have a penchant for scary movies now, mm-hmm. not in my youth, as we've discussed multiple times on this podcast, and I've grown to love the Halloween franchise. Bells, whistles, and bruises and all. For all the wrong reasons, well, or for depend- all the- uh, Depending on the feature. Okay. There are some things that I really respect about the series, especially how, in this latest uh, David Gordon Green trilogy- that they've given Jamie Lee Curtis, like, you know, they've kind of, they've respected her demands, in mm-hmm. a way. And of course, I'm talking about the latest Peacock edition, Halloween Ends, which mm-hmm. I didn't catch in theaters, but I caught on Peacock, mm-hmm. with my friend Heather Chalella, who is an avid Halloween stan and Jamie Lee Curtis stan. Yeah. So we sat down, we we brought Gabe along, we said, Gabe, this is going to be your first Halloween movie, it's not going to make any sense, it's probably going to be dumb, because as you remember... Halloween, what was kills. This? Halloween Kills was extremely dumb. Uh, famously dumb. I famously, loved, yeah. It was a laugh yeah. out loud dumb, and we lambasted it. Evil said, dies tonight. Evil yeah. dies tonight. Lady brought an iron to a Michael Myers fight. They yeah. kicked the shit out of Michael, and then we're left with this. Little Slugger, whatever the fuck that's Spoiler, the, yeah. Yeah, little old hickory or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, <laughs> anyways, they, they kill off Judy Greer. And it's, the tension's high. It's like, oh, the stakes are very high for this final thing that they're setting up. Dan, Halloween Ends was probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. It's definitely the worst in this trilogy, and it's definitely the worst in the Halloween franchise. On my opinion. There's people going back online saying, no, 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 I get where they're going, and I understand Mm -hmm. that. But it's an awful film. It's not good in any way. The only thing it does decent is it gets Jamie Lee out of this series Mm -hmm. in a way that's good. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see that she signed off on this. Mm -hmm. And she approved it, but it does not fit in this film at all. And I really want to talk about it, and I really want to spoil it for you. It will not be a Sinister Six pick, because if anything, Halloween, the second one, would be that Sinister Six pick. Yeah, we would have to. That's a must. But Um, it is not a good film, Dan. And I just want to talk to you about it, because it has so many Dan stupid plot points. mm Mm-hmm. That I'm like, oh, Dan Ryan would, like, love that if this went in the correct direction. Right. But it doesn't. I don't know how much you know about the film, though. Um, well, the, the, the buzz that I've seen is that, is that uh, the, the Red Letter Media guys liked it. Um, but no, 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 no. <laughs> they, they would have liked it mm. up until the point where I would assume everything falls apart. Like, I... Yeah. what. From what I have gathered, there's like, this could have almost been pretty cool if yeah, it was executed no, correctly, no, and, that's and then definitely it's not. It. They were definitely, or I keep trying to say, not say definitely, they were certainly trying to reboot the franchise in a different direction again mm-hmm. with the, the ending of Jamie Lee's, or, um, oh my gosh, why can't I remember? Laurie? Laurie Strode's storyline. Mm-hmm. They did that, and then they left us with shit. <laughs> 
Okay. They left us with a shitty plot line that no one would care about. And they kind of nipped it in the bud. They said, you don't even have to worry about us rebooting it in that way. It's very complicated to talk about, but yeah. I assure you, when you see it, I will have a podcast worth of discussion prompts for you. Yeah, I, I, like, I, again, that was, that was my similar takeaway from, like, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. We've both seen stupid threequels that, mm-hmm. uh, the other has not, so I, I, I'm interested to, I'm interested to check it out. I'm going and to have to at some point. It's but, not yeah. all bad. There mm-hmm. are some good ideas here. Like, the way they open it's really cool, but I, Heather and I were just sitting there going, like, this is dumber than the last one. Mm-hmm. And Heather likes the, the second one in, like, an unironic way. Yeesh. She likes the comedy, too. Mm-hmm. She gets mm-hmm. that it's cheesy and stupid, but she was like, oh, okay. Like, th- I like that it was an homage to Jamie Lee being in the hospital bed a la yeah. the original yeah. Halloween 2, which that. is a great film. I was I, like, yeah. I was like, cool, this is about the town mechanics, and we're getting these flashbacks to characters. <laughs> Mind you, Kyle Richardson shows up again, but she has nothing to do. Okay. she She's just there. She's a goth now. She tells Lori a fortune, and then she's gone. <laughs> well, no, and to, to Heather's credit, I think that the second one... If it had maintained, like, the creepy atmosphere of, like, a small town panicking, like, that would have been interesting. Like, okay, like, small town, like, very compressed, Mm -hmm. like, Halloween environment in this town, like, people are are, are turning on each other. Like, that could have been, but it it just doesn't, it, like, it dips to that and then abandons it completely, so. But uh, I would say check out Halloween Ends if you just want to see where this, this reboot franchise will hopefully end. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. I, yeah. They leave some room, but they it's hard to talk about without spoiling of it. Course. And I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to experience it for yourself and of then course. come back and, and report. But uh, Halloween ends. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think uh, the the only... Uh, obviously, Chainsaw Man and Bleach, the Thousand Year War, are still going yeah. on. I haven't started Bleach yet. I tried. I didn't have the time or the mental capacity. I'm I like sorry. it. I've been trying to peruse where I can buy the entire Bleach franchise on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, thinking back and forth, should I spend $300? Do I have that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice. We yeah, that's face, like one yeah. week's pay for me. But <laughs> who needs it, to eat, Dan? <laughs> when you can bleach. <laughs> so <laughs> Drink bleach. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that don't yeah. do that listeners yeah. um but those are still ongoing i've also decided to start mob psycho 100 one of grant Farouk's favorites uh again literally only the first episode but i intend to keep going with that mm. um i think uh in terms of like uh pokemon news yeah i i also had that written down we did get news correct we did, yeah, yeah we yeah. technically got news and people have uh, hands-on previews with it yes so that like news cycle has started yes uh they got like the like the i don't know like game influencer demo where mm-hmm. you get like the set team and it's yeah. locked and you can walk and you around can do and one do of things. the three plot lines which yeah listen the game sounds great mm-hmm. on paper but it's still chugging like an old pokemon game it, right it here. is yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that is what they're all just saying that yeah. the performance, um, but I I like everything I yeah. have seen. No, I it's... mean I, it's not going to stop me from playing and enjoying mm. it. I think because all the Pokemon designs and the gym leader designs have been great. Mm. I like the direction they're taking it in. I'm just excited to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, no bad news on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose in another timeline, I would have. Uh, 
Gotham Knights to talk about, but I don't know anything about that that game. What? No, I didn't. I didn't get it because mm. it's it's it's, it's supposed to be pretty bad. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. It, like it's supposed to be. It's got not great reviews. Mm. It's kind of a step down from um, the like Arkham games, mm-hmm. but it is not made by those people. People. Uh, those people are instead working on Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, yeah. which sadly. I found out was was going to be a Superman game mm. set in the Batman Arkham universe. Oh, that, you would have loved that. I would have loved that. <laughs> that would have made me very happy. But that's not what I'm getting. Oh, did Dan Ryan not get something for once? No, I didn't. Uh, no, no two wieners about it. Yeah. I did not. I am not getting that Superman yeah. game. If anything, oh, yeah. if anything, I'm getting a game where you have to kill Superman uh, and play in Fortnite style as the Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that was a mixed reaction I just had there. But all right. So, so uh, nothing on that front. But I did finally receive my copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's yeah. Revenge. Yeah. How is it? It's fun. You loving it's, it? It's uh, Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. it's like it's definitely channeling as it's supposed to. All those old arcade games. Mm-hmm. The box came with a free Pizza Hut gift coupon, it just did? like the old ones. That's cute. Um, oh, I haven't had Pizza Hut in forever. Yeah, well, you didn't well, spend now, that on me. Yeah, well, no, I we we could we could hit the <laughs> Maybe town next week. Um, it, so it, yeah, it just it just channels all the old arcade games. Mm-hmm. It's like done in that like side beautiful, beautiful beat em sprites. Up. Yes, beautiful, beautiful sprites. Beautiful sprites. Um, Chip tune music. Lots of combos. Like when you open up the game for the first time, it kind of like there's like a twenty page menu of all the combos that you, you can, can do pull off the as the turts, <laughs> and it's it's got like all the all the you know animated series style characters in there it's mm. it's good it's a fun little time and it's yeah. good for multiplayer yep. uh and it seems to i have not tried it uh yet but it seems very easy to like add other for other players to like jump in with you as you're mm. going along be it local or wireless mm-hmm. um so i that that should be good yeah i, th- I think I think in terms of Switch stuff, we're also getting... Bayonetta 3 this week! Oh, yeah, that's I'm right. I'm excited. Huh? I like Bayonetta. Well, I, I <laughs> that's not, all I'm gonna say! <laughs> I am not scooping that up because I forgot that that was... Oh, but if you are, then I, by all I means... I love then, the uh, franchise. I think Bayonetta is one of Platinum's greatest. This one has been hailed in reviews or, like, previews as, like, more of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for that. And that's all I'm gonna say. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Put a period I, on that. <laughs> I think uh, this week my Persona Five Switch yeah. should and be arriving. I'm, I'm so. gonna in, I'm gonna invoke the Jonathan high recommend for Persona Five. Mm-hmm. You need to finish Royal okay. on the Switch. You must, of course, because I know you're gonna love it. And then we can both get hyped for Persona Six down the line. Yeah, no, we well, can do it together. Uh, yeah, and then I can I can uh, head back to four at some four, point. Yeah, Golden, you'll love. Mm, you'll probably like three. Three is very Dan Ryan vibes too. But you'll like mm-hmm. four. Four is gonna be your favorite. Because that's like the murder mystery on the small town one mm-hmm. with like the detectives and the cops. And I'm like, that that's right up Dan's alley. Of course. Now, Dan, more video game news that I'll be scooping up right now. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a Resident Evil little mini showcase. That's right. That's oh right. Oh my god, Dan, that Resident Evil remake. They made everyone so much hotter. <laughs> like it, it Everyone's looks, beautiful. It, it looks so good. I'll even play, even though it's scary. And even though I know what happens in that game, yeah. But it, 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 uh, oh my god, I pre-ordered instantly. <laughs> it it just look um because I, I loved eight, I I loved seven and eight, I, mm-hmm. so I that's well, where you, I jumped in. You've played four, right? Uh, 
Actually, no. Oh no. Damn, so. one of the greatest video games of all time you haven't played? You know up until recently I did not, like, I... Oh. I oh. <laughs> so, no, this'll be my... Oh my gosh. Yeah, this'll Just be my first time. Everyone's so hot. <laughs> it, it, like, I know the, the gist of it because I've watched so many Let's Plays of it yeah. and everything, yeah, but it's been I, around for a while. Um, I'm very excited to to experience it. Yeah. Because I've, I've loved the new ones that I've played so far. You got the fun Resident Evil 7 or 8 DLC or whatever mm-hmm. coming uh, with the, 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 the Duke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the third the person. The Duke's Dalliance <laughs> or whatever it's called. I, I don't know. Um, uh, we got more Resident Evil Revelations or whatever. That, that like, Fortnite style. Yes. If that's your cup of tea, but really it was all about Resident Evil 4 Remake. It j- oh, it just looks so good. It looks, it looks so good. Yeah. And, and apparently... The guy making it played the original, like, twice over before, like, right before yeah. going into this one. Which is great. It's a it's a fun little romp. Like, play the original, too. It's on every system imaginable. It's only a matter yeah. of time before it comes to, like, the Switch in some form. I think I might. Yeah. Like, in the winter before yeah. this comes out, I think I might. Because yeah. it's, it's, um, it is on everything. Yeah. Uh... But then, in a in a shocking twist, uh, we also got Silent Hill Two remake yeah, it announced. Looks pretty, yeah. It's uh, in Japan, the '60s, I think. Well, that that is a different. Ga- that is oh. that is Silent Hill F. Oh, okay. Um, that look cool. Which I think is is like another way of saying Silent Hill Six because F is the sixth letter, I think. And it's by that like guy with like the web name that did like that really spooky game. Yeah, who no has done a lot of spooky stuff yeah. online. So he, they they found someone who is like a master of doing modern like horror stuff. Mm-hmm. So seemingly like a lot of people thought that Konami would never ever <laughs> would ever do that because uh, Konami has recently they've only been doing pachinko machines yeah. uh and and we've we've gotten baited many times because they uh they'll put out like an evangelion or a shin godzilla like or or just godzilla in general they'll make like these amazing cinematics and it's like oh my god what is this from and it's like oh it's it's the opening for a pachinko machine of course <laughs> Oh, it, it, it mm. is, uh, it, it, so, so people did not think Konami was going to do that. No. Um, so, you know, all these companies coming back, and, and Mega Man is still dead. So. Well, we're getting that collection. <laughs> we are. Let, let's not, but that's, let's, we are. Let's backtalk when we have the collection Yes, in our hands, we will, Dan. yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm not underplaying the, 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 uh, the Battle Network the collection. collection, um, but, you know, it, it would be nice to know that the Blue Bomber will return in some capacity someday mm. but uh mm. even in a post credit scene that, that in resident evil 4 maybe yeah. but yeah who knows I, 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 that's all my news for the week um i'm dumped out <laughs> yeah the the spooky games the pokemons the i the, the black adam uh yeah, mm. i think that is i think that is all i have as well mm. well <laughs> Yeah. Yep. All right. So you want to talk about the prompts that we had last week? Mm-hmm. All right. So I mentioned on the previous episode during our Oron episode, Dan wanted an Oron Pokemon. We discussed how I want a Belzenef style hand puppet Pokemon. Yes. Which would fit a la Shuppet, but not quite Shuppet. You can make it in the shape of an already existing Pokemon, or you could do something fun and zany with that. And mm-hmm. Dan Ryan chomped at the bit. Yes. There. He said, I love that so much. Um, let me see what my other prompt was. Forest Mons, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, I said I wanted some over-the-garden-wall band frogs. 
Okay. I want frogs, you know, in the style of Orcarina of Time that are associated with musical instruments, even though I think Polytoad and the Polyworld already kind of are, because they have belly drum and whatnot. But I think we can literally just make them the over-the-garden-wall frogs <laughs> with instruments. Yes, uh, we, we could easily, because um, there is a, uh, a Pokemon that I have not... It is based on one of your prompts. Mm-hmm. The, uh, in a recent, um, stretch yeah, of, yeah. of, of yeah. trying to, like, tweak these designs, um, I turned the, uh, the egg timer dragon. Mm-hmm. He is now a little toad with yeah. an egg who okay. becomes a cockatrice. Love that! That's great! Um, <laughs> That's a good idea! So, we, we have a, we have a toad. The only other frog that we have is, um, the little... Uh, tree frog, yeah. Uh, Krogunk counterpart, yeah, the one that we predicted before, like the monkey or whatever, yeah, like the rave frog or whatever. But uh, a band frog is is different yeah. enough from those yeah. that it would we could easily do that. And like, I want it to literally have a musical instrument that it bashes people with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be fun. And maybe they'll have like regional variants, or like they evolve from like the the recorder to the flute to the piccolo or whatever or, or just different instruments yeah. like it could just be yeah, a series maybe of... they have a random instrument yeah based on the Pokemon you catch yeah, yeah. Uh, easily I'm thinking something like Geckomon mm. if you remember yeah. him yeah he had his little tube around his throat or whatever so we can we can work off of that somehow yeah. so uh, the next one we addressed this week is I I said I wanted like a mossy Pokemon a creature inspired by moss but you have Mama Pig. Mm-hmm. That you showed me that's kind of mossy. Yes. That I forgot about my dotage, but I, I think that's a good fit for a Force Mon. And then my last one, which could not be, you know, the most interesting, but I thought it would be a cool idea. Uh, inspired by Benetta adjacent properties, I said we can have a quail with a hairstyle like Whip that's a rival to Pidgeotto. Okay. Because both use hair. Like, Pidgeotto has that luscious lock mane going on. Maybe this would be like a rival that uses their braids or whatever to whip. Mm-hmm. And it's just a quail. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It can easily be done. Yep. And that's all I have so far. Still thinking on Forestmon, though. Um, I'm inspired by moss, so I might think of something mossy. I know we have tons of statues and stuff, but I was thinking of, like, a moss-covered statue come to life. Well, and the moss is really the Pokemon. There <laughs> there are no... As long as we make them all different enough, I don't think that that, that yeah. you know, should hold us back. Um uh, so whatever comes to you, I think I think that was the only other prompt I aside from roadside oddities. Yeah. Like if you can find weird, okay. like southwestern tourist mm-hmm. destinations that we can turn into like one-off mons. Yeah, I think that was the only other outstanding prompt. But again, no rush. That's one of those you can just keep feeding into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be noted that in terms of like, because I've been going over all the past prompts and stuff. Um, you have given me plenty of ones that could be at home in a forest. You gave me a controlled burn moose in one prompt who i'm excited to finally mm-hmm. get to and a few other ones you also gave me like a, a cherry tree that makes use of our time skip thing mm-hmm. to go from a seed to a tree um so uh i i do have a bit of a of, a, of an unprecedented prompt proposal oh no um i have gotten to work on our pseudo legendary, mm-hmm. the prompt that you gave me was a bearded dragon who becomes serpentine to turn into Falcor, mm-hmm. and I have been racking my brain as to how to approach that um, because we do have a lot of serpents and we have a lot of dragons, mm-hmm. specifically uh, young time reversed Drampa mm-hmm. who becomes uh, uh, like a like a 
<laughs> who, who fits all of the Falcor stereotypes. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's not to say that I don't have an idea. No, but I we do. could take that idea and adapt it to that um, if that fits better. But and I then change this existing one. Um, so I, I, I have been working on a, a dragon themed around working up to that Falcor thing. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of go, go from like a, I'm thinking like a naked mole rat into Falcor full fur For thing. Hair. Yeah. Um, but as a, as a possible prompt, mm-hmm. I would request maybe one more pseudo legendary idea. Oh, okay. And then when it comes time, either we can use both. Or we set these two against each other and see which one we would prefer right. to finalize. Okay. Uh, so, so think of something, uh, you know, pseudo legendary. Pseudo legendary. Yep. It it could be something dragonic, but just keep in mind that we don't want oh, a think, serpent. I'm thinking of switching something up here. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna surprise you. It I've just got an additional it, idea. It just has to convey power. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it just like of all the as all the pseudo legendaries have, it's very rare. Not gonna see it until late game. I don't think our champion even uses one, so it, it'll be um, late. late. Um, but that's not to say that Falcor guy has been abandoned. Mm-hmm. We can put all these in the yeah. art. Um, but I, I just, in case I can't get something that, like, works perfectly with that, mm-hmm. um, to have another one on the back burner. Mm. And I don't think that's, because, um, like, Unova had Hydreigon and Volcarona, yeah. so it's not, like, unheard of for that to happen. So, you know, that's... Mm. That's those are my, that is my uh, request okay. for the future. And a duly noted, Dan. Um, so with that, oh boy, tragically, it's the most wonderful time of the podcast. The podcast, it's Sinister Six. Yay! And it's an extra spooky Sinister Six. Yeah, both both weeks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, in lieu of a Halloween spooktacular, mm-hmm. um, I I have decided to stack my pot today with. Uh, three horror movies. All right. Um, and uh, technically, they are all creature features. Okay. Um, and the word technically is doing a lot of heavy lifting yeah. in that regard. Uh, of 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 very very poor quality. Okay. They are all different enough, however, in terms of what they're trying to do. Um, that that. I think the pot still has a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. And I would say that all of these are interesting enough that they will stay in the pot and then Ooh. a non-Halloween thing will get Picked, placed yeah. in mm-hmm. next time. Mm-hmm. Um, because two of them, again, like I, I was like, I said to you last week, like, yeah, I'm going to do Halloween themed. And I had a lot of, like, options kind of buzzing around. And I picked, you know, two more horror flicks that I think these are these are B-movies. These will be good. Mm. But are they too? Are they boring? Will yeah. this be? But then after looking into them, they all have a very weird background yeah. to them. I would think that, like Troll Two I... vibes, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they all prove to be much more interesting than I would have first thought. Good. So Spookies, Troll Two. Yeah. Yep. It, it it is. I, I, so for once, I don't think there is a bad pick in this bag. Oh. Um, oh what a, what a bounty! So you know, uh, if you want to, you may. Reach into the bag. Mm. Uh, a hand will not. Yeah, nothing's jump gonna out bite me and, 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 and grab you. But uh, well, I feel there's uh, there's three slips within. Dan hasn't cheated me again. Let's no. <laughs> no. He's an honest boy. Do I want this one or that one? Again, I I use code names to, right. to uh, save the reveal. I've got the slip. <laughs> and now to read the writing. Code name. Don't say it. Don't spray it. 
You have chosen the newest uh, oh. movie. Oh my! Uh, the Bye Bye Man. The Bye Bye Man! <laughs> oh, I've heard tell of this film before on many I'm a podcast. Sh- I'm sure you. Have. Oh boy! I'm sure you. So, wow, this is really coming full circle. For yeah. Us. So, so uh, t- if you want to take a look at the yeah, box, I'm well aware. Um, There's a famous actress in this. I forget her name though. That she has a cameo. She role. is. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, she she has a very sad cameo appearance that I. But we will get to that mm. in one. Let me just bring up. Oh my, my goodness! Notes. The bye bye man. Okay. Oh man. Uh, so the Bye Bye Man is a uh, uh, 2017 supernatural horror film mm-hmm. uh, directed by Stacy Title, and this was sadly her final directorial uh, thing before she passed away. Oh my goodness. We will not clown on her. We will yeah. only clown on the final product. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very, very, very loosely based on uh, a chapter. <laughs> okay, this is this is so the the language here is so confusing, but I I gotta you'll have to it, dissect it. Dan. It is a chapter that is technically like a short story that yeah. is part of an anthology. Yeah, so like very Stephen King adjacent. I get that. Yes, yeah, I've read um, enough. I understand. It, it is uh, it is based on the chapter "The Bridge to Body Island" in Robert Damon Schneck's book "The President's Vampire," mm. which uh, when I was was researching this film. Uh, that book has a has a very small internet presence, but it is kind of like a somewhat fictionalized recounting of many um, like uh, like northeastern United States folk tales mm-hmm. that he had the author had gone around and gathered and compiled into this uh, into this book. Um, the Bye Bye Man technically appears in that story. Um, so, like, very, very loosely, The Bye Bye Man shows up, <laughs> that book was later retitled The Bye Bye Man and Other Strange But True Tales mm-hmm. after this film was, uh, was picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, uh, the script was adapted by Jonathan Penner. Um, and, again, this is, uh, for extra... Oh my gosh, we've got a lot of uh, star quality here. We got Oculus producers, Stranger producers, the guy from Ouija. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the end result is, uh, is, um, this, this is the most chaotic movie that I'm bringing to the table here today. Definitely. The other two were, like, retro B-movies that I could, like, sum up the stupidity of very Mm. easily. This one is more challenging. Good. Um... So, uh, it was released by STX Entertainment, and I don't think that that will be the last time that we see them, because I think they release a lot of movies like this, um, and, uh, it, it, it is, it is just a, a bizarre movie, um, so you look at that cover, and the vibe that I got is that it's trying to play off of one of two things, one being the Slenderman phenomenon, Mm -hmm. um, because you know you're gonna get you're gonna get the audiences. It's got the word "man" in the title, and mm-hmm. there's a creepy tall boy on the mm-hmm. cover, so mm-hmm. it's it's gonna do that. It has the viral marketing phrase don't think it don't say it um so that ideally the opposite of my nader new yorker if i see something i say something yes 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 that's true always when you're riding that train um but the so it has a built-in viral marketing uh thing 
Uh, and this actually applies because recently people might have seen the viral marketing campaign for Smile. Yeah, which was very cool. Which was well yeah, done. And I think Smile has been received well due to it, too, yes. partly. So. It was, that, that is an example of it being done well. Mm. Uh, this, with the, the hope not, was, yeah. is that the, the youths would go in to the theater and then everyone would come out saying, don't think it, don't say it. They would get ha- hashtag don't think it, don't, don't say, say it, it trending, trending and it would take the world by storm. It did not. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, um, but also, the, the vibes it gives off is that it's trying to create, like, a, uh, a kind of like its own urban legend. Mm. Uh, the, the Bye Bye Man uh, calls to mind certain things about uh, one that we might know of, of as Bloody Mary. Yeah, or Candyman. Yeah, that? or Candyman, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but uh, for those who, who aren't familiar uh, Bloody Mary. Oh my God, it's Faye Dunaway. I just Faye looked Dunaway. it up. I was yep. like, my God. Well, Faye Dunaway and uh, Doug, Doug Jones is the Bye Bye oh Man. Well, who, Doug Jones is every movie monster. Well, yeah, yeah I but expect he's still, that in he's the yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, great, great. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, but yeah, so the Bye Bye Man is, uh, his whole thing is that if you see his name, the Bye Bye Man, written or spoken <gasps> in any I've already capacity, done that, you've already done it. Oh. You, you've already doomed us and our <laughs> listeners. Everyone listening to this podcast is, uh, you know, doomed. Oh, no. Sort of. Yeah. If the Bye Bye Man chooses to do anything, because he can choose to not do. Well, what better people to choose than two podcasters with nothing much to go for? <laughs> um, so, okay, so you think of, like, of like urban legends, uh, like Bloody Mary mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, you, you say her name, and then you spin around three times in the bathroom mirror, mm-hmm. she will come out and get you. Yep. Having grown up in New Jersey... Uh, I had one bullshit artist childhood friend who insisted that his cousin had his arm broken by Bloody Mary. Uh, these are the kinds of tales that spread throughout, you know, mm-hmm. towns and stuff, and, and that's what I think they're trying to channel. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hope I'm not confusing this with another stupid movie, the Slenderman one, uh, but there's, like, a lot of, like, very on-the-nose comparisons uh, made to, like... Uh, it follows. Okay, a great movie. Uh, great film. Yes, another another yep. movie doing this right. Um, but but they they kind of go about it in a clumsier fashion. So it's like, it's like a virus, but it infects your, your mind. Head, yeah, which is what a virus would do anyway. So mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, so don't think it, don't say it. If you if you see it, <laughs> don't do anything. But also conceal, don't feel. The the bye bye man can kind of. Uh, make you say it if he feels like it. Um, so it doesn't really matter if you think it or say it. He can just choose to do something. Mm. Uh, Who knows why? We don't, we can't, we can't know why. Um, the Bye Bye Man, another integral part of his legend is that he sometimes has a dog. Um, and sometimes... The Bye Bye Dog. The Bye Bye Dog. (laughs) Uncredited in the movie. The Bye Bye Pup? I don't know what it's... (laughs) Uncredited there. The Bye Bye Hound? Uh, the bow bow. Yeah, I don't know. But he, uh, and also you might hear the jingling of, of coins. Sometimes. Not all the time. It's not consistent. The bye bye man can kind of choose to to not do that. Um, so I think, uh, I figured this movie would be good. Uh, especially around the time of the year when we, we watch a lot of horror movies Mm -hmm. to think about rules. Yeah. Um, what are... 
the why are rules important in, in horror, horror movies? movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so one example would be if I were to make a a creature feature about you, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, you are you are a ghost that is stalking a theater. I love um, that. Yeah. Where you met your untimely demise mm-hmm. and you're seeking revenge. Crushed by a sandbag, I assume. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan had refused to do matinee showings, yeah. so honestly, yeah, that would right? be it. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> if you can survive until the sunrise. Uh, he he cannot kill you. Yeah. If you if you are trapped in that theater, you have to survive until sunrise. Uh, Dan, don't give our audience such good ideas <laughs> to to you know escape. Um, so what does that do? Uh, that gives the main characters like a hope spot. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we get out of this situation? Uh, what do we have to do to survive to, to get to sunrise? So the audience can get like stressed on their behalf of mm-hmm. like, oh, they're coming close to. Are they going to make it? The, yeah. make it? Mm-hmm. Um, it can also be used to take away that hope uh, because uh, the rule might be stated as one thing, but then uh, it, it it the hope gets taken away because something is not right. Yeah, by the light uh, of the the day, the the end yes. of the daylight. But if the, there's the moon, but if there's curtains up, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't count mm-hmm. and. The theater was built before daylight savings time, <laughs> so it, it's not. It didn't factor in. Yeah, yeah. it's not six a.m. Mm-hmm. It's seven a.m. Yeah. or something like that, and then the main character gets stabbed, and yeah. that's you know it, it's a it serves to be it's like oh for them, Dan. Yes, that's what you would say. <laughs> um, we're gonna make like seventeen sequels, yeah, and then oh, a, a reboot. I <laughs> so, and I would be in every one except for one that I'd be like they didn't pay me enough for this when would, I came back. It would be called Curtain Call, I would assume, and we would have like well, 14. stage fright already exists, so we can't do that. Wait, there's no we yeah. we can do whatever we there's no, there's no there's plenty of knockoff. If we do it better, we can do it better. Um, but uh, but those rules are important. Again, they they create the narrative tension that an otherwise stupid horror movie might not have. Um, like even even the stupidest horror movie can be made interesting with those rules like there was a there was one movie that the red letter media guys watched called uh, slaughter high mm-hmm. that was based around like the british concept of of like how they celebrate april fools mm-hmm. and the thing in in britain is that if you uh you know uh play a prank after 12 p.m on april fool's day then you are the fool so the the characters had to survive from 12 to 12 the day of April yeah. Fool's uh-huh. Day to live. Yeah. Those are rules. Um but you know think things like this can kind of elevate a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. has as a decent set of sleep. rules. Yeah. Uh that then the the villain kind of has to figure out successive ways to get around that, mm-hmm. get more creative. Yeah. Um you know, like like all these all these things that just make it more interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Bye Bye Man does not have any of them. Um, it it kind of just does whatever it feels like. Uh, there, there's there's kind of no rhyme or reason to to why the Bye Bye Man is doing this. Mm. Uh, he's just a tall guy in a rain jacket, uh, chilling. Yeah. Uh, in terms of cringe corner, uh, as we always roll out at these times, yes. um, this movie contains one of my favorite dying cliches mm-hmm. of uh, of a character in the smartphone era going to the library uh-huh. to research the bye-bye man yeah. uh going into their microfilm machine <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to to look up uh to look up as bye-bye much, man to look up the bye-bye man to to see what the local yeah. 
I guess record keepers have have um, documented yeah. about the Bye Bye Man. Those librarians, they work hard, Dan. Every news story within their realm. <laughs> uh, and Miss Watkins, the the uh, librarian, becomes a character after that Ooh, point. So we'll, that. we will see. I love uh, a librarian. There's also, you know, obviously Faye Dunaway is in there briefly. Yep. Um, or yeah, Faye Dunaway, and then um, again going back to It Follows. Uh, if you are a fan of It Follows mm-hmm. and you watch The Bye Bye Man, mm-hmm. the opening of this movie is a worse version of, of that. that. Yeah, wow, it is, that, it is that is opener a... is good in It Follows. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, so think of that, and then and then be brought back down to earth with with Bye Bye Man. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, so uh, you know, without further ado. I'm actually very excited to get into this because I think this is going to be a trash <laughs> fire. I'm aware so. of for once. <laughs> yeah, it's in my wheelhouse. So, uh, what? Do you hear that? What? There, there's, there's, there's boo boo keys jingling. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that can only mean the drawing board. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back, uh, just having concluded our uh, Sinister Six viewing of 2017's The Bye Bye Man, um, and early reactions are coming in, and uh, my co-host is, is is adamant that this is the worst movie that this we've is ever the, seen. This is the worst <laughs> thing we've ever watched on this podcast, if not the worst film that I've ever seen in my life. Congratulations, Dan Ryan, you went from so high to so low so quick. Well, as was as was my intention. The, the, the point of Sinister Six was to watch bad movies, and yeah. I, we had gotten a little too, things have been a little too peaceful, mm. uh, and it, it made us complacent. Um, it, but, but to contextualize that, uh, what, what makes this such a bad, bad movie? Mm. Um, something like Supergirl... Uh, probably went in with earnest intentions, but did not have the budget or backing to pull off what it was trying to do. So yeah. it was goofy in the sense that it was loaded with, you know, corner cutting and product placement. and Also the, had the, Faye Dunaway and Brenda All Yeah, another... another A returning actress to <laughs> our Sinister Six, apparently. Overarching thing. And then, like, something like Popeye was... had a decent amount of money put into it, but was, like, in the execution didn't live up to, like, the cartoon potential, mm. I guess. Um, and I'm, I'm having trouble even recalling other movies we've watched. Uh, uh, we, yeah. we did, we, it was not Sinister Six, but we did watch Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, yep. um, which had the budget, had the backing, but its weird premise it might have put people off. kind of a similar thing to this, too. Yeah. It, but it but did it well. I put that movie leagues above yeah, this. Uh, definitely. That, that's one of my favorites, yeah. but, the, you know, again... Please watch that movie. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite fall movies. This, um... Was not. This was not. Um, so, so... Let, let's, let's, let's get into the Bye Bye Man. You're not even gonna we? let me share my thoughts first? Oh, no, yeah, no. Your initial, your initial thoughts before we unpack this. I don't know. I, I went into this film thinking that it was gonna be way better than I thought it was gonna be. And Why? it was not. I, I don't know, because <laughs> everyone's seen it from, like, uh, We Hate Movies to uh, Red Letter Media mm-hmm. have always quoted this film as being, like, a bad film. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, if they enjoy a bad film, it usually has a higher caliber on my list. Like, 
Like, it's more enjoyable than yeah. way I, I, I would think it would be, but... <laughs> this is just a plainly bad, bad movie. movie. Yeah, yeah it, and I don't think we've ever experienced that on no. this podcast, yeah, because n- usually it's movies so bad that we enjoy watching them. Certainly. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably the other two picks that were in the pot will fall into that. With The Bye Bye Man, I had seen those reviews, but I had never watched the full movie, so I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'll drop three dollars on the yeah. DVD. Yeah, fine. And I'll bring it, and we'll we'll do it here. Uh, but again, the the point of Sinister Six was I need to Bad maximize yeah. pain, and yeah. I think that the Bye Bye Man we've been does a little that. too lenient on that. The yeah. virus has spread to us, and it will spread to others now uh, who are curious enough to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's a lot to clown on here, yes. so we're going to. Even if we, even if we, the the plot has some vagaries, yeah, we're going to... Yeah, please don't watch the Bye Bye Man. Hear yeah, us describe it. Hear us describe it, but we're going to clown on all of the details that you might miss out on. <laughs> um, so, so right from the beginning... Madison, there, Wisconsin, picture it. M- Madison, well, no, 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 no. There's like 17 logos, which is never a good sign. And you know it's bad when Dan says, Jonathan, there were 17 logos that you didn't mention at the beginning of the podcast. Like, uh, a a long time ago, there was like a joke on Family Guy where Mm. Peter was getting annoyed because he couldn't tell where the movie started and where the production logos logos do. Mm -hmm. This movie has like six of those. And in my experience, that's never a good sign because that shows that it was like passed from one production or distribution company to another mm-hmm. before finding a home or the people had to go and find a lot of different sources of investment to get it made or completed um but uh, one logo looked like promopolis from promare yeah. so that was that was a bright spot mm-hmm. uh, arguably started on that bright spot and just downhill from there um you're gonna hear a lot of trains you're gonna. That's a recurring. And we really motif. didn't learn anything about those trains, though. No. Like, why did he have that in his backstory along with the coins? We didn't know any of that. Well, the train was. The audience won't know what we're talking about, but the the train played into their vision of their death, but not how they actually died, huh. which was confusing to me because it's like I. Very Anna Karenina. Yeah, the train is I, their untimely end. Yes, I, I mean, that's one way to put it. But that it's not their untimely. It's just like it, because they don't they don't die via train. Mm. Only Goth Girl does. Yeah. Um, but we uh we we open on the poor. It's fall. It follows opening in yes. Madison, Wisconsin. Very as you Brian said, De Palma. The homage is there, but it's not as good. Just as you said, Dad. Yeah. Uh, where a a, a a man in in horn rimmed glasses is walking around with a sh- like uh, he's driving around frantically uh, asking his neighbors if uh, he, they told anyone the name that he had jokingly told them the day before. And the one Catherine Hahn knockoff was like, "Yeah, I said the name. It was funny. Yeah, we were joking about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, um, oh, where, where'd you get that rifle from? But this man, Larry, we later learn his name is Larry, uh, goes into his car, gets the shotgun, and begins uh, gunning down this woman and her husband Mm -hmm. because he had said some name to them and he was worried about them telling other people. Uh, He's like, who else did you tell? I told Giselle across the street. Um, So, of course, Giselle's got to go next. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he kills these two people, then walks across the street and kills two more. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, I don't think, it, it's not a one-shot. No. It's a butchered, like... It's supposed like, to meant, I think yeah. it's supposed to, like, invoke the feeling of that. Yeah. But it's definitely not But there's cuts. Uh, yeah. They don't, they, they, they don't, they don't pull it off. Um, 
So then that that spooky opening is left unsolved. And we hear a train. We hear a train. Going down the tracks. Um, and we uh, cut forward to the future, where three college students... Oh my gosh. Uh, At L- Brigham Wang University. <laughs> That's what I called it. It's, it, <laughs> Which, it's some... <laughs> listen, Dan, this may be your worst time, but that was a good pun. Like, I said, oof, Dan Ryan, get into comedy. <laughs> because we only saw a BW logo. Oh, it's Brigham Wang. That's where they're going. <laughs> and uh, the way I cackled. But it's a, it's a fictional, some fictional Wisconsin college that they are attending... Uh, the main trio of Elliot, his childhood best friend John, and Sasha, who was played by a British lady mm-hmm. who was trying very hard to not sound British. Have all bought a house. Have all bought a house yeah, together. They bought a zoo, <laughs> They don't want to live on the dorms, uh, so instead they have somehow rented an entire mm-hmm. um, home. two-story home in yeah. rural Wisconsin yeah. to live in. I mean, it's a lovely home. It is. Yeah, it's but it's got wonderful. some it's, it's got, got some baggage. things going on. And then also their running gag is they call people Barry because Sasha was called Barry, uh John was called Barry. Is that like a running joke we're supposed to know about? I don't know. I I legitimately if there was a joke. Yeah. But we need to note that another recurring thing with our protagonists is that they don't act like people. No. Uh they say things that are not things. Uh there is a famous scene later on where only crazy people wear hats mm-hmm. inside. Um, and yeah. then, like, the we, the hand blowing, but we got it, we'll, yeah, we'll wait no, for that. But. Well, the next scene, as we said, uh, Elliot's discussing how coins symbolize wonder, terror, and the fortune of human beings. Yes. So coins will play a part. Not really, but they'll be there. Because I think he's supposed to be a- someone is supposed to be a writer. Yeah. One of the three roommates who we- we don't get any more background on is supposed to be a writer. Maybe Sasha, maybe Elliot- I think that's what it is. Like, oh, you're going to write the next bestseller. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the only thing we see John go to is a philosophy class. Mm -hmm. So based on the law of movie tropes, we have to assume that's his major because I I don't know. But um, we don't see a lot of the college, probably because they couldn't afford to film in a lot of places. At a college, yeah. Um, They kind of use like a dorm room as the police interrogation Mm -hmm. thing later. Yeah. so they're making the most out of this property that they have access yeah. to, but... Uh, kudos to them. Um, but, uh, they are, uh... You wanna watch something stupid, Dan? Well, okay, we, we gotta... They're, they're wandering around the house, they're getting acquainted with this yeah. spooky house that they have lived... That There's no in. furniture, it's all in the basement. There's a lot of little troll doors yeah. throughout the house. Yeah. Um, you know, like those little... I know there's a word for them, they're like cupboards or whatever that you can... Start. I don't know, I just think of the Coraline door. It, it, no, that's what it is. It's a yeah. Coraline door. Um, lots of those, and uh, there is oddly no furniture, but the furniture is actually just stored in the creepy basement yeah. of the house. And then Elliot uh, writes Sasha this Unabomber letter? Yes. Well, you, you wrote that down. Well, I don't it, know what it said, but it was cut out from, like, magazine things, and he's like, you are my life, whatever, well, blah, blah, blah. It, it was, um... All references to their pa- past... <laughs> It was... I'm trying to process. My my brain is moving at a million miles a minute because mm-hmm. uh, that's after they've already had the house furnished. Like, they... they we, we get an edit. Mm-hmm. The house is filled with furniture. Yeah. But before that, they were in the kitchen having, like, an exposition bromance moment yeah, where it's like... an obvious thruple in this house. Yes. Like, they clearly fuck each other, and if they don't... They're <laughs> making eyes at each other. Yeah. They're like... But we get... It's like an exposition, like... 
like how normal friends talk, like, oh, I've known you, person that I'm talking to, mm-hmm. since blank. Mm-hmm. We've always been silly. And, and that's that's so the uh, so we the audience know that everyone knows each other. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, if you're confused, we do get more exposition five minutes later. Um, but we get a jump scare. I th- at some point. I is it the code? Uh, there's a. I think when one of them finds the little Coraline door, a coin drops. Oh, not scary. This film is not. Scary. It's not scary. Nothing scary happens in this film. Um, like jokingly, it's a it's a. Uh, a jump scare. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, the the trio are having a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A housewarming. A housewarming party. Mm-hmm. Uh, they invite many other college peeps, as well as... Uh, Family and friends. Yeah, Elliot's older brother. Virgil. Who's played by, like, a 40-year-old man. And his daughter, Alice. Uh, daughter, Alice. And I'm assuming, um, in a very writerly sense, that that's probably supposed to be Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Because well, she... And Virgil from uh, Dante. Yeah. Dante's Inferno. This is a very smart movie. (laughs) I I cannot understate how smart this movie is. Um, So they... uh, In the midst of the party, Virgil drops more exposition saying, Oh, you, my brother Elliot, Mm -hmm. are a very good man. You have a scholarship and a girlfriend. I said he clearly was an uncle figure. Like, he's too old to be the brother. But but he is. Um, Mm. and, And he, you know, he's like... Yeah, you have a good arrangement, you have a scholarship, you got a, a, a girlfriend, and then Elliot says, like, I just want what you have, a wife and, and a child. daughter. Yeah. Uh, that is all I want, brother. And and that establishes that. Yeah. Um, and this little girl who plays Alice, she's, like, getting the paycheck. She's the only one trying. She's literally acting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but Alice uh, kind of gets bored at the party, she's wandering around the house. Yeah. Um, and she comes across, like, the main bedroom where all of the action has been taking place, and, uh, a coin falls out of the nightstand. Mm -hmm. And, uh, being curious, she, she looks at it, um, and then she puts it back, she's about to steal it, but then she decides to leave it back on the nightstand to be nice to her Mm -hmm. uncle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this was the part where you noted the sad piece of pizza. Oh my god, there's such a sad piece of pizza in one of these background shots. Yeah. It's too thin, it's got two olives on it. Check it out, audience, if you're watching this film. Very sad, indeed. <laughs> um, but the night takes a turn for the spooky, uh, because one of the uh, party guests is a goth girl named Kim. And we get the girls who wear hats inside are crazy. Yes, girls who wear hats inside are crazy. That is a joke that Americans tell, I guess. I, I've never heard I, that before. I don't, I sure. don't uh, that's a thing that people say, yeah. I guess. Um, and Kim is going to, uh, now, as a fan of ghost shows, I recognize this, she wants to do a smudging of the house, she yeah, wants to walk yeah. around with sage, and mm, purify and, and it. touch the corners, yep. And why Elliot and the others, are, like, I think Sasha is friends with her, and she's like, oh, let her do ghost things. Well, we it's, see it doesn't do any good. It doesn't do any good. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, Kim does that, they let her do that. Um, it's time for some midnight baseball, Dan. They play some midnight baseball, which is also more exposition, um, because John is a jock, and we have to have Elliot say, oh, these jocks, they gotta incorporate sports and everything. Mm-hmm. They d-. So again, it's a very smart movie, very tight dialogue, not, not an inches wasted, God. filling us in on these characters and who they are and what their motivations are, and wh- what's important to them. It's very Twilight-esque, it, where it's, they also uh, play baseball. Uh, they're playing baseball... With the batter facing the house, and it's it's just per it's a, it's the last night of happiness mm. they have. And then Elliot finds the coin in the drawer. Yes, and he tries to like 
put it back and it slips out of the drawer again. He goes, what is the coin? And then he has his coat hung up creepily the entire no, film. No, you're skipping. Oh my God. You're skipping, you're skipping a huge portion. All right. After the midnight baseball game. Then um, they smudge the house. No. Uh, Kim smudges the house before the baseball game. This is why you got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, I, she I really smudges the house attention. before the baseball game. The, ba- the night they play baseball is cold. Remember that. Because Sasha gets a cold. Then, Kim initiates a seance with uh, the three... The Trace Idiotas have a uh, seance. And she Uh, reveals that she knows a lot about their lives. But those who have died around them. Yes. Elliot is kind of a dick. And he's like, I don't believe you. But then she's like, oh, your parents died in a car crash. And you... I smell Gam's rolls. (laughs) No, no, she smells like, I smell an old lady baking bread, and Sasha's like, Gam's Rolls? And that was, that's what I should have made the code name Honestly, had I watched yeah. the movie beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have made the, yep. uh, but, uh, you know, no, she didn't tell anyone else about Gam's Rolls. Mm. Um, Elliot kind of prods the seance on, he goes and hides some keys in the cookie jar, puts a toilet brush in the microwave, and is like, okay, if you're so psychic, tell me where I put those. And Kim is like, whatever, you put the keys in the thing, uh, but I don't want to do the seance anymore because... I get bad vibes. Yeah, something is spooky in this house. I don't like it. Um, I'm just getting, don't think it, don't say it. I don't know what that means. And then it builds to them all saying the bye-bye man in unison, and then I think a light bulb breaks. Um, Mm -hmm. And Kim hurt her knee? She falls over on the floor, like injured, but we don't know what happened. She gets up real quick, though. Then we get creepy coat scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one would hang a coat like this, Dan. Especially yeah. when it's staring right across from the foot of your bed. And to be clear, it's like a big wizard cloak. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a pointy, like it's a dimensional like, cloak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I don't know, maybe because the one is British, she has that, but it's just hanging, standing up <sighs> next to the doorway. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's. We both agreed that's not that's not how you decorate a no. room. You don't do that. Um, but uh, Elliot goes to look around. Because uh, he hears uh, scritching noises coming from throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... also, while Sasha has this cough, she says, love you, John. Yes. Or at least that's what Elliot thinks he hears. Yes. Because he's very jealous, despite... Mm-hmm. Them living together and having a throuple. Yes. That's very obvious. Um, so the next morning, um, uh, the, if, I, if I remember the order of events correctly, John drives Kim home. They had tried to have sex... But the bye-bye man, like, made them both unable to yeah, complete. bye-bye boner. <laughs> That's one of his powers. <laughs> yes. Um, to take erections away. And so, John very angrily drives her home because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though she invites him inside, he sees a maggot in her eye. Yeah. And then... Tells her to get out. He drives home. He is he is super pissed about mm-hmm. seeing that bug. Well, we on do the see the girl. the bye bye man in the background. Yes, like getting ready, and he's like gesturing to them, like "Come to me." Yes. Um, but then John arrives home in 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 a huff. <laughs> Elliot is like, "Look at all the scratches! Scratch it. The scratches on the wall. Well, those were just from the party goers. You know, there's nothing I love more than going over someone's new house and scratching lines and bricks. Yeah. So." Um, 
but he's very standoffish. Uh, and then, do you do you want to talk about the kitchen pantry? I it's my next note. <laughs> yeah, thank go you for, for it. Wrenching. Take it. They go back so, inside, and there's a scene where they go up to their kitchen. And you know, I love to look at the prop work in movies. I mm-hmm. love to see what's in the kitchen. What are these people eating in this cinematic universe? And they have jars of mayo that are so large, you never need mayo again. They've got tuna, mayo, and beans. A delicious yeah. feast for the eyes. They got uh, prop food cans that are very big very pronounced yeah. so it's two giant jars of mayonnaise mm-hmm. um like four cartoon tins of beans, beans. and they're huge yeah. like you would never need any other food in this house and that's all they have yeah that's all they are seeing it having. does fit the wisconsin motive though yes i mean, yeah, <laughs> I, mean I assume that's what those people eat out there no offense to any wisconsin listeners out there <laughs> uh and then we get uh, you know, another, uh, you and I were, were having so much trouble processing that mayonnaise yeah. that we almost missed another <laughs> iconic moment, um, where, uh, Sasha is kind of feeling under the weather, she's got a chill, yeah. so, like a person does, Elliot walks up to her and she's like, oh, you're so cold, let me warm your hands up, and then he cups her hands in his mouth and goes, and and it's like, what the f- like, I, I get what the gesture's supposed to be. Yeah. But it didn't come across at all in it, this film. Again, it's like it's like an alien is yeah. writing how people interact, and, and then- And then we get John to Sasha saying, like, you're a clean and beautiful girl. Yeah, that's the most beautiful thing a person can like, be. Like, what? Oh, all right, sure. Um, and it should be noted that- Aside from the goth girl scene, John gets nothing from his perspective. No. We we see him getting tricked by illusions, but we don't, like... If anything, he's very... Like, everyone in this movie is an asshole, but he is framed as, like, an antagonist for most of it. For no reason. He for no reason. He doesn't do anything wrong. He's just, like, the friend living with yeah. them, and, like, the but the story frames him as, like, everyone hates... Mm-hmm. Like, he... He is a bad person from the get-go, yeah. even though nothing happens to to present that. Mm. And please note, the Bye Bye Man has done almost nothing. No, so far. he hasn't done anything wrong. He's just existed. Um, so like we get a brief thing where Sasha hallucinates that John is coming out of the shower yeah. to like flirt with her, mm-hmm. uh, but it is just an illusion. Was the Bye Bye Man? Mm-hmm. Um, and Elliot is like, uh. You know, they, they, oh, Elliot makes a phone call to his brother. Yeah, so the uncle was worried about, I said the uncle, but that's his brother, (laughs) is worried Uh, about them. And again, prop department, the uh, brother is drinking a tall glass of milk at, as a nightcap. Well, that's very fitting to Wisconsin. It is. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, Elliot searches the, the house again. Uh, he, you know, hears the scritches. Finds a Um, coin. Finds a coin, and we get another attempt at a jump scare in the basement. Uh, not scary. Not scary. No. Uh, when he goes back upstairs, he sees that uh, Sasha, or Sasha is rather despondent, because she has been sketching the bye-bye man <laughs> in her notebook. Yeah. Um, These are pretty good. Yeah, they're very detailed. Yeah. There's, like, excellent shade work there. Mm-hmm. She's got the um, bye-bye dog there, too. But, but she, yeah, she does. Uh, but, but she's like, you know, uh, I can feel him getting closer. He's going to get us. He's in our head. And he's gonna, you know, we, we're gonna keep thinking about the bye-bye man until he gets us. Mm-hmm. And um, then she says, ideas are real. I said, I don't know about that. Yeah, this is the first <laughs> of the many weird monologues that we get. It's like, but if, yeah. and, like, because ideas are real, and if ideas are real, then they are things, and things can hurt <laughs> us. And, it, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that that sounds like something, but... Yeah. Um, 
But uh, and then we get a vision of Elliot having a dream where he's naked on the train tracks with his thruple. Yes, hmm. and then then he wakes up and there's little cat eyes in the in mm-hmm. the Coraline door, mm-hmm. which might be the Bye Bye Dog. Yeah, but the Bye Bye Dog is bigger than that, so it can't be the Bye Bye Dog. No. It's just a cat. Um, and but the he's... wallpaper has little deer and little dog on it. Yes, symbolically. Yeah. Um, and then they decide, okay, things have gotten too spooky. We gotta investigate. Where can I go? The library. The library. Yes. Uh, Elliot goes to the library while uh, uh, Sasha goes to talk to Mr. Daisy, uh, the owner of the house. He's only there for one scene. He's only there for one He's scene. Two seconds. Um, but we, we, we gotta... I, the library stuff happens first. Mm-hmm. So uh, he goes to the library... Uh, he opens up generic search yeah. on the internet. Google search. There's no there's no results for Bye Bye Man. No. Uh, no. He, he types in Tata Man, Saluda Man. Pee Pee Poo Poo Man, yeah. nothing, nothing. nothing comes back. Mm-mm. Then he goes to the library database and types in don't think it, don't say it, don't smell it, don't dealt it. One search. Um, and there was one result, which is in the dead files, which is a collection of... <laughs> Of uh, unpublished newspaper articles that were saved for, like, posterity, um, but not ever released to the public. Um, and helping him in this process is Mrs. Watkins. Uh, another another main A character. standout character. Um, That's the best shot of the movie is when they're doing, like, the, the archives and they unwind it. And, like, the, yeah. the, the shelves spread out. I was like, this is the good shot of the film. It is. Yeah, yeah it's an oddly cinematic shot mm-hmm. in... In, in this movie. Um, so so he's looking over all of this paperwork. Um, I think... Miss Watkins is, Watkins is like, let me give you the backstory. She's very invested. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about this, but I do know about this. Yeah. So this was... Um, this was written by uh, Larry Redman, guy from the opening. Uh, he was investigating a teenager who had murdered their family, and then he went on to murder four people. Uh... <laughs> Before taking his own life, mm-hmm. and thus his his last article was put in the dead files. Yeah. Um, while this is happening, we get Sasha visiting Mr. Daisy. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Mr. Daisy is played by uh, the late director's husband. Um, and Mr. Daisy is a flower shop owner. He has monogram Daisy shaped post it notes, mm-hmm. and he does nothing. He's no. like, I own the house, and then I think he directs Sasha to to, to the widow Redman. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Who we'll see in an hour's time. Because he remembers where he got the nightstand from. He had he had cataloged those pieces, and he's oh, I got that nightstand from the widow Redman. <laughs> so, um, uh, but but then back at the library, um. You know, uh, Elliot is poring over these Bye Bye Man documents, and he's like, okay, I have to meet uh, Sasha at noon, I have time to do some investigating beforehand. Um, But while reading the articles, uh, you know, the the Bye Bye Man comes to to try to scare him. Yeah, don't speak it, don't say it, scratches out all those names. With a very thin pen. Yeah, where you could still see it through, and then Miss Watkins is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like... Yeah, you're ruining the documents. Um, And... She's very concerned about it. I we don't know we don't know how Mrs. Watkins factors into these kids' lives, but mm-hmm. she's very concerned. Yeah. Of, like Elliot, come back! Yeah. What are you doing? 
<laughs> like <laughs> I just met you, but you're worried. And she has their phone number yeah, also. I'll, we yeah. remember that. Um, well, that's what you've got to sign up to go into the archives. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we uh, like Elliot is is kind of like uh, freaked out, wandering around town looking for Sasha, mm-hmm. and he sees, as far as he is aware, uh, Sasha hugging John and then getting into his car and driving away. Yeah. Uh, and then the bye-bye man breaks a window of a local jewelry shop, um, and nothing happens. No. Um, so then, uh, Elliot takes the initiative to go to Kim's house. It's like, Kim, I'm sorry I doubted the spooky things that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. We need to do another seance to contact this spirit and get it off our cases. And then Kim's like, I'll be right down. Washes blood off her hands. <laughs> what could it mean? <laughs> or ragu. Do? Or ragu. I don't know. She's making <laughs> or, pasta or, or killing someone. Or cranberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Thanksgiving, so. Um, that would have been a good reveal. If she's like, I was making pasta. <laughs> but, but, but Kim, uh, while they're driving over, uh, she explains that she has also been plagued by the bye-bye man. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told her roommate about it. Um, and... <laughs> They, they establish if you hear the coins and you see the dog, then the bye-bye man is sure to over. follow. And then we got the line, cut out the cancer, which was very malignant, coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Soon by, like, I don't know, eventually. Yeah. Um, but, so, like, they're, they're kind of uh, sharing all that they've learned. Yeah. Uh, the bye-bye man can make you see things that aren't there or not see things that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, Dan, uh, there's a stage in the middle of that train tracks. I've got to perform. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a license that... Don't need to go! <laughs> but uh, Kim sees an illusion of a family in a car wreck and uh, uh, jumps out of the car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, starts running towards the tracks. But there is a train coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, while he is, like, trying to figure out what's going on, Elliot looks in her bag and sees a very obviously bloody hammer yeah. uh, sticking out. And pursues her with it. And pursues her with it. Um, uh, but, you know, Kim is convinced of the illusion. She runs over the tracks. The train driver says, no! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> And it's like it's it is it is the best part it is the peak yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but she is sadly struck by the train <laughs> and dies. Um, so a uh, the emergency responders later that night are all on the scene. Um, and then we met the female investigator of the detective case. lady number one yeah. shows up, and uh, I think it's the actress who played Juliet and Lost. I but I'm not know. positive. Yeah. Um, uh, she she shows up, uh, you know, John and Sasha kind of show up to the scene to kind of comfort Elliot because they heard what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he informs them that, you know, Kim is dead. He's, he's panicking. The bye-bye man, this is his first victim. Mm-hmm. He's going to claim all of us. We're all going to die. Yes. Um, and uh, Detective Lady is very suspicious because she's like, the train engineer got a good look at what was going on and he saw you chasing her, her with a hammer. With a hammer after she got out of her car. Um, and uh, her roommate is also dead, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you 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 have this... Uh, Elliot is just freaking out. He is screaming at John and Sasha to not, to not tell them about the bye-bye man. Not say mm-hmm. it. If you're interviewed by the press, don't, don't tell them that the bye-bye man is a thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the, the cop is kind of like... And John's like, maybe I'll tell. You're gonna, know. you're gonna come in and answer some questions, <laughs> yeah. um, kind of implying that like, um, John is or Elliot is abusing 
Sasha or mm-hmm. she the detective suspects that um and this is this is one of those parts where you think the movie could go in a direction that is like cuz yeah. even the tagline on our on, like an OG nightmare on Elm Street it's the same thing that happens yeah. like he gets accused of a false murder that Freddy committed exactly and that's like again the tagline on on our wonderful DVD copy says the evil behind the most unspeakable acts has a name yeah. so it's like okay the bye-bye man has been behind a lot of atrocities mm-hmm. by people seeing bye-bye man illusions um, but this is resolved, uh, the next scene, uh, Elliot is brought to the police station for interrogation, and the- Well, it's a college dorm. It's a college dorm yeah, dressed with a poster. up- with a poster, dressed up to look like a police office, mm-hmm. and the detective lady comes in and says, good news, you've already been cleared, um, because- Her roommate committed suicide. Well, Or we Kim... found the suicide note for Kim's roommate. Well, no, no, no. Kim left a note oh. saying that she was going to kill her roommate. Oh. Then the three of them. Oh, so uh, so you're off the like. I don't think she would have said that though. No, there is no way a police detective would have because that's revealing like this is a very suspicious yeah. situation. You're not going to tell the person that. Um, it's like, but you're you're in the clear. Like, can you tell me what has you so spooked? Mm-hmm. And we get monologue number two. Where Elliot is like, like is staring down this this cop, and he's like, "Tell me, if you saw a shooting, and it was it was just it was just mountains of bodies and blood, and people's shoes and clothing items scattered about, would you go home and tell your little kids about it, or would you hug them and hide from them the evil of the world?" And cop lady is like. That's really moving. That's a really good yeah. speech. You, you're free to go. And Elliot's like, "Thank you." And then that's that's it. That's how yeah. he gets out of that. Scott yeah. <laughs> <Like>, free. <laughs> um, so he he gets, uh, you know, he he's, he's driving back home. Uh, no, he gets he returns to the house. But he calls his brother Virgil. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah. And Virgil's getting worried. Mm-hmm. Um. He arri- so he gets back to the house, and he immediately hears a fucking yeah. Who's, who's fucking in there? And he walks in. He th- he hallucinates uh, John and Sasha having sex. They are not. No. Uh, but he hits John in the head with a baseball bat yeah. before Old realizing mm-hmm. recurring element. Yep. There's all there's always pair. It's a synchronicity, is what mm-hmm. it is. Uh, he hits John in a head in the head with a baseball bat. Not enough to kill him, but like enough to hurt him. And uh, at that point. And we see Sasha is asleep on the bed. Uh, Miss Watkins then calls the trio's house. Like, I've had a weird feeling. I can't stop thinking about the bye-bye yeah, man. Can I, like, come over and talk to you? Yeah, which is and normal. It's like, no, don't come over. But she's like, but can I come over? It's like, okay, sure, why not? You can hang out at some point. I'm going to yeah. fix this, whatever. Yeah. And then we get a pan to two dead corpses and yeah. children. So Mrs. Watkins has killed her family yeah. to, to spare them from what she learned about the bye-bye oh, man. man. Um, so, in order to not let them get illusioned into killing each other, uh, Elliot crappily ties John up with yeah. some twine yeah. and puts him in the basement yeah, with the, says, without like, the door locked. You know what, man? You're gonna blame me, but that's fine. I'm just gonna put you in the basement for a bit. Um, and then, uh, he, he, he sees that, uh, Sasha had crumpled up a note 
explaining that she had found the widow Redmond, mm-hmm. uh, who you know is the obviously the widow of this original journalist. Um, but as an extra precaution, Elliot tosses the nightstand uh, five feet from yeah. his house, mm-hmm. so perfectly visible to all those involved. He just throws it in slightly over the property line. Um, but he, he, he's gonna go find, uh, the Widow Redmond, he's driving in the car, and a song with the word bye-bye in it, uh, comes over, which he has to fight to not compulsively say the bye-bye man, Mm -hmm. uh, even though there's no one around to hear it. No. Uh, he finds the Widow Redmond. Who is Faye Dunaway. Is Faye Dunaway. And a star turd in this film. She comes down dressed as a vampire. Yes. What are you doing in my home? You turn around. let me tell you. You're either disoriented or demented, yeah. one of the two, but you better get out. Like, like oh, wow. <laughs> You're not my Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, and and she sits this stranger down by the fire, yeah. and she's like... She divulges the past. So, uh, one day, uh, specifically, she remembers the date. It was something-something 1969. She, she, uh, come, she came home to find her husband, Larry... Had scrawled... Uh, don't speak it, don't say it, all over every surface of the house. Yes, uh, every surface, uh, including the nightstand. Mm. Um, and he, he uh, is like, I, you know, I went snooping, I found something I wasn't supposed to, and now I gotta kill everyone yeah. involved. But I won't tell you. Yeah. And Faye Dunaway gathers this. She's like, oh, he never told me the name of the thing he was scared mm-hmm. of. He was that strong. Um... And then Larry went on to commit the murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Elliot is very angry because he's like, well, I found his nightstand. It did have the name written in it, and it's haunting us. Yeah. Um, and then without any outside prompting, he's like, but maybe if we show that we're not scared of it, if it, we don't yeah. let it spoop us, then it'll go away. Then it loses its power. Yeah. But then Faye Dornaway says, how did you solve it before my husband Larry did and self-immolates? But apparently this is just a vision. Yeah. Faye Dunaway exploding was yeah. an illusion mm-hmm. from the Bye Bye Man. So so Elliot thinks that he has his hope spot. He thinks that, like, okay, we just have to willpower ourselves out of the Bye Bye Man's influence, and then he will go away somehow. Um, so he is driving home. Uh, he encounters an illusion of John, who throws a football at the windshield, but he's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, you're not gonna get me with that bye-bye man, and he drives through the illusion, um, continues driving, but hits a very real Mrs. Watkins. <laughs> oh, in the best scene of the film. Uh, just, just a masterpiece of a moment, uh, Mrs. She Watkins. She flies on, she hits a tree, she goes, why? Um... And he's like, oh, he can, he made me not see Miss Watkins that time. Uh, but his his car is totaled, so he begins limping back to the house, mm-hmm. um, fearing what will happen. Um, back at the house, uh, John comes in to check on Sasha. Sasha had uh, woken up at that point and was in the mirror doing like, oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so old, like, like one of those things. And um, she sees... Uh, she sees John as a very Dane DeHaan-looking Elliot in a turtleneck mm-hmm. running away from her, yes. while John sees her as the bloodied zombie version of Kim. So they, uh, uh Sasha pursues John throughout the house, uh, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor playing John either forgot that he was supposed to have a head injury or a limp, so he does both. Uh, he, he wanders into the upstairs room, they get into a fight, uh, Elliot arrives, 
with Faye Dunaway's gun in hand. Yep. Faye Dunaway gave him a gun. Um, and, uh, they, they, they have a little, uh, brouhaha, but in the process, uh, thinking that he is killing John, he accidentally kills Sasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John is left brutally stabbed, uh, but survives. Um, but Elliot is, is, is shook by these events. Um, and even more so when his brother Virgil shows up with Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta pee, Dan! Yeah, you gotta, you gotta let us in. I yeah, wanna check on you. I really gotta pee! Alice has to pee. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Elliot comes down, he's talking to his brother through the door. He's like, I, I can't let you, you, you hear it. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta leave. You gotta, like, I don't hear, hear what, what, Dan? I hear what? The bye-bye what? Alice goes into the woods to pee. We know that the nightstand is in the woods. You yeah. can see where this is going. Um, but, uh, the bye-bye man approaches, he, in a very anticlimactic moment, takes down his, uh, his Gordon's fisherman hood, mm-hmm. and just, like, smiles. And then taps, what's his name on the head? Well, that he did upstairs. Oh, okay. He he did, like, a doorbell yeah, he revealed, ding like, yeah. thing on him. Um, that's the only power we see him flex. And, uh, Elliot's like, I can't let this continue to spread. So before the Bye Bye Man reaches out to him, Elliot takes his own life, uh, with Virgil on the other side of the door. Yeah. Um, and he's calling for Alice, Alice! And I was cold! Yeah, he's, she's back in the truck, she's yeah. fine. Um, the police once again arrive on the scene, yeah. the house is on fire <laughs> using the CGI fire plug-in effect that you can see in many movies. Um, and Detective Lady is just, she's like, there's something going on here. There's more to this. Presumably she would be the Dr. Loomis mm-hmm. of this franchise, had it been a franchise, but that's, she's she's gonna look into this. Because her, her higher-ups are like, you let that creepy kid go earlier today? And she's mm-hmm. like, there's, no, there's a mystery yeah. here. And somehow John is alive? John is alive, um, but we, we can't do that just yet. Because, yeah. uh... First, uh, Virgil is driving home with Alice. Oh, yes. Alice is like, uh, by the way, Dad, uh, I found these coins. Elliot left them for me before he died uh, in the woods uh, right next to that little table. And he's like, table? My brother just died, but tell me more about this (laughs) table. Um, Like, it had a bunch of writing in it. It's like, did you read it? And what did she say in response to that? Like I'm not a flashlight. No. I'm not oh a flashlight. And, I couldn't uh, read in the dark. What do you think I am? A flashlight? Ah. <laughs> and uh, that scene ends. But then back at the back at the crime scene, John is being wheeled into the ambulance. Uh, Detective Lady leans in close because he's about to say something, and she looks directly at the camera. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we <laughs> and, never hear. And then we cut to black. Yeah. That's a Don't Fear the Reaper or whatever. Yeah, whatever stock music that they could get the rights to, uh, it cuts to that. Oh my god. Uh, that is the bye-bye man. <laughs> don't think it, please. Like, Don't say it. <laughs> I don't know what to say, Dan. You've come from so high, and you fell so fast so quickly. That was the point, though. Yeah, that was that, the point. That, that was, was the point. The intention. I think that the other two, that uh, the compatriots of this movie probably would have been a little more... Um, closer to Supergirl in terms of, like, 
70s cheese, mm. but this was the most modern, crappiest thing that I could find. I'm fine with that, too. Like, I enjoyed it for the bad reasons. Yes. It's definitely a movie you should see if you enjoy bad movies. Yes. Um, it, it didn't overstay its welcome. It's a quick, easy, hangover movie. Yeah. It's not scary. Don't worry about that. Like, even if you, you, you're thinking to yourself that none of the plots have been resolved, it's only, it's only like an hour and 20 minutes Mm -hmm. at the most. Hour, oh god, it's an hour and 40 minutes, never mind. Well. But still, not that terrible. No. Little under Black Adam, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm. I have watched the numerous reviews of this movie that are online, and I can honestly say that I, there is nothing missing. Every, everything that could be talked about has been talked about because that is literally the entire movie. (laughs) Every frame of painting. Every frame of painting, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's the bye-bye, man. That's, that concludes my Sinister Six contribution. What a way to start the spooky season, man. Yeah. We've nothing spook- so nothing spookier. No, than the Bye Bye Man, which I'll never forget. Never say. Look at yeah. these coins. Look at that dog. I wish we would have had more backstory for the Bye Bye Man so we knew why he was the Bye Bye Man. Yeah, there's like a... There's none of that there. There's like... At one point, one scene that we forgot to mention is when John goes to his philosophy class. He is, he is scrolling through his phone, looking at pictures of him and Elliot, and he, like, starts... The Bye Bye Man starts to do a Pennywise yeah, slideshow. sepia photographs on his phone. Of him in a... Of, of the, the Bye Bye Man and his dog in a boxcar. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, is this playing into, like, an urban legend about, like, the a, a, a tramp on, mm-hmm. on, on a... Uh, riding the rails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's who the Bye Bye Man is? We'll never know, Dan. Is that why he likes trains? Yeah, I don't... We <laughs> never know. Um... But it fe- it feels like speaking on the rules, like we wouldn't know the rules that he plays by. No, it, don't it, pick up the coin. Don't talk about train. Don't think. Don't say. And I don't know because I don't want to mentally confuse anything with like the Slenderman movie. But it feels like something was like edited out of this too, mm. because you you walk like there's like all those flashes of the three main characters standing in front of the train, and we see all these like belongings scattered like photos and and like a tricycle and other shit scattered along the tracks and you think that it's going to lead up to they do something to spread the bye bye and then Mm -hmm. take you know stand in front of a train but that doesn't that's not the ending we get uh i i don't know if that was the intention and something went wrong because the bye bye man intervened i don't who's to say Mm. but it's a very stupid movie. <laughs> yes, very dumb indeed, Dan. You win a dumbest award so far. That's all I hope for. Yeah, yeah. you've got the most sinister six mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, but before we depart, yeah. dearly, um, do we have any uh, place where our audience can reach us? Well, you can find me, John Thakwakowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter. You can also find me at Losing My Mind JK on the TikTok, mm-hmm. if that's your cup of tea. And then my other two podcasts being Nightcaps of the Theater, where we watch movies similar to this, mm-hmm. if that's your forte. If you enjoy doing that. And then if you like reading classic literature, check out Drink and Read, where I review both War and Peace and Dune. Yes. And we'll never know when another season of that might pop up. Perhaps down the line. It was fun. Well, when something gets into your head, you just gotta... You just gotta do it. Yeah, and what about you, Dan? Where can we find you on the train tracks, hustling coins with a dog? Uh, Well, yeah, Bandit would be. Yeah. He would be. He would be the bye-bye dog. 
the bye bye tree, the bye bye lamp, the the upside down chicken lamp. Yeah, well, all, we didn't so even things. talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Yikes! But you concluded that was probably a band logo. There's a lot of unlicensed band Bands, imagery yeah, that definitely didn't give their permission. Um, here at uh, Boddingham Wang Institute, <laughs> oh whatever the fuck. Uh, but uh, you can you can find me at King underscore Danis on Instagram and also our adjacent anime was not a mistake Facebook page. Yeah, and Please then thank you. Next week. Coming at you with classy, trashy, cheesy films, mm-hmm. as I often do. But I will say that each one of these films embodies both the Halloween spirit and all three of those elements. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be getting a classy, cheesy, trashy movie throughout all three. Of course. Uh, one has been in the pot for a while cooking. Two, one is definitely appropriate for this if we watch that immediately after this. And mm-hmm. one is going to murder you. <laughs> so okay. beware, Dan Ryan, beware. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, we should probably, uh, for the time being, though, we should probably move on because we're burning midnight burritos. So. Oh my gosh, yeah, we gotta sage all four corners of the room. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it, don't say it. What? You survived anime was not a mistake spin off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. <laughs> As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember, boils and ghouls, if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan, support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.